I have several childhood friends who are not with us anymore, who, you know, haven't lived as long as I have. And uh, I am grateful that I'm, I'm still alive and I'm still healthy and that I was able to deal with my mental and physical and emotional challenges uh, and survive. I mean, that's, that's a huge thing to be grateful for because I've, I've lost a lot of people dear to me. And um, I'm grateful my parents are still alive and healthy. And I have a lot of people who are not, not able to say that. And certainly with this pandemic, uh, it's a huge opportunity to choose. Do I want to live in fear and you know, watch the news and feel the divisiveness? Certainly in America right now, it's awfully divided and it's a yeah. scary place to be. And there's the health issues and stuff going on. It's it's very easy to get bogged down in fear. So that's a great opportunity for me to, to choose gratitude. Welcome to the Gratitude Podcast on www.georgeandbenta.com, where you'll hear a new story each week that will inspire more gratitude in your own life. Our mission is to inspire 100,000 people to discover how to feel gratitude and live a happy life through the amazing life stories of our successful guests and their actionable tips. And now, the host of our podcast, George Benta. Hi, Gratitude Seeker. Welcome to a new episode of the Gratitude Podcast. Today with us, we have a resilient actor. And uh, she actually wrote a book about this, about how to kick ass in the business without kicking, it, kicking your ass. Um, and I think it's very interesting that um, we get to have artists like her on the podcast and that we can um, have a, a really authentic talk about creativity, the creative process, uh, gratitude. And um, as you might already know by now, I, I have a great appreciation for artists and what they bring into the world. And um, they usually have a really unique and beautiful perspective on gratitude as well. So we have with us today Deborah Wenger, and she's also uh, not just an author, but she's also an actress, a singer, a coach, and a public speaker. Deborah, welcome to the Gratitude Podcast. Thank you. I'm grateful to be here. So let us know a little bit more about you. I've I wanted to be succinct so that um, we would get to know you better in the interview itself, but uh, I'm sure that you have some um, some really interesting things that you can share with us uh, about the work that you're doing and also maybe even the people that you've worked with. Uh, sure. Well, I have a kind of an interesting bumpy story. I I grew up in Chicago, Illinois in the States and I was very involved in theater and acting from a young age. And I kept doing that. And then as when I was in my late teens, I went off and did that professionally. And I was actually pretty successful doing live theater, but I was not happy. I was not healthy. I was very out of balance. And um, in any periods of unemployment, I was in, a, in really bad shape. I was overweight. I was depressed. I was broken out. I was, I was lonely. I was just a very unhappy person. So even though I was achieving the dream that I had worked towards, I wasn't, it wasn't working. And then I went 
back and I, I got a college degree and I worked, I went to LA and I worked in, in Hollywood in the movie business for a few years. And that was exciting, but it, that still didn't make me happy. Um, and then I, um, I left the, that part of the film industry. I decided I wanted to go back to acting and, but I wanted to find a way to be healthy this time. And I pursued all kinds of health avenues and I finally uh, got trained as and certified as a health coach. So I did a very intensive dive into nutrition, sleep hygiene, stress management, supplementation, exercise, uh, relationships, coaching, all that. And I uh, found a better balance for myself and then went to pursue helping others try to find balance. So that led to a coaching practice and some books. Uh, starting with the with a community that I knew with the actors and the and creative community and there's a lot of pitfalls as working as an artist where it's very challenging to to be healthy in a lot of ways so I would I thought it was my mission to help other actors and creatives and then now leading to entrepreneurs and and other walks of life as well but uh, find self-care and balance so they so you can do the work that you love without it chewing you up and spinning you out yeah exactly Without it kicking your ass. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Without it kicking your ass, because that's how I felt. Yeah, exactly. Um, it's it's always been one of the things that um, I don't know. I I found sad about uh, creative people that unfortunately, um, even though they're they're doing some amazing things and like it, it, they just make your mind stop and. Uh, be in awe of what they're able to to create uh personally many of them struggle and um if for me that 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 that's something that that's very sad and i'm really glad that you're you're doing something about that thank you well that's my mission and hopefully i can help a few people uh, find a little bit more balance and have some joy in their lives and still pursue their creative art yeah Definitely. So um, what I'm very curious about is your perspective on gratitude. Like, how do you define gratitude? Um, like, what's your definition for gratitude in your own uh, way of seeing it and in your own experience? Well, I see gratitude as an action and a feeling. Um, I think it is focusing on the positive as opposed to complaining or dwelling on the negative, which I think is, is a challenge because we're naturally, there's a negativity bias. We're naturally yeah. uh, inclined to see the things that are going to kill us for survival. <laughs> so we're always <laughs> focusing on what's wrong and what needs to be improved and, and what's dangerous. So we, you have to train yourself to feel, to focus on the positive and what's good. Um, I think it is uh, something that we need to, get in the habit of doing. It's a habit. It is something we need to uh, teach ourselves to focus on and to uh, repeatedly look for what's good, what's great, what can, what can, I, can fill me, what, what's right about the world, what's right about my relationships, what's right about my life, um, and wh what can I f choose to feel joy about. It's a choice. Yeah, that, that's so true. And it's it's basically uh, uh, really 
beautiful summing up of what what gratitude is and um i think it's the the baseline of um what we can do or are able to do like you said to, to um make this into a habit and uh, this is what one of the things that we are um focusing on and we are uh, helping people do create this uh this beautiful habit that's that's so helpful for uh for like you said like for finding balance basically since we have this uh, negativity bias it's not always easy to to feel grateful or to see the things that are great in our life and uh i'm very curious from um from a creative person uh point of view i know that usually people uh, creative people live uh, really intensely and <laughs> they can go into quite into some quite dark places and um i'm guessing that from those moments in those moments it's it's really hard to find gratitude do you have some some tips that you use for for creatives that we uh we might also be inspired by yeah well i think one uh, feature of that is the belief of what is an artist supposed to be like and i think there mm. is a belief that oh well an artist is supposed to be tortured an artist is supposed to be you know drinking and smoking and staying up too late and uh unimpressed by everything or you know what regardless of what kind of of creative pursuit a lot of them there's the the you know the starving artist or the yeah the brooding artist or the crazy artist or the there's a lot of negative attachments so i think one place to start is the belief that you don't have to be suffering and tortured and miserable and drinking and smoking and staying up too late and all that to be an artist and so i think that some of that is is redefining what that means and you can be a healthy person and be an artist i like the metaphor of an artist being more like an athlete um that you an actor a dancer a singer that your body is your instrument and that you're using yourself physically in the same way that an athlete gets enough rest and is in takes care of their mindset and is very careful about what they eat and they take time for recovery and they have a coach and all those things that an athlete does to stay in top form i i like that paradigm a lot better because athletes still there's still tremendous demands on an athlete especially you know a professional athlete you think of an olympian and all the training they have to do and they have to perform and they use the same word they often say perform and they have to go all mm -hmm. out but it but when they're done there isn't that same level of torture so, but they can still access their greatness but then they take time to refuel and take care of themselves so i try to focus on that paradigm instead of the negativity and all the things that i'm supposed to be and i think there are actors and painters and all all types of artists who think well if i'm happy or if i'm balanced or if i'm healthy i won't have that magic i won't have that my creativity and i personally don't don't believe that that's necessary um i certainly know that there's projects that can be dark and that might take us to a darker place but i really try to 
find a balance and encourage my my clients to seek a balance. So when when they're not working on a dark project or when they're when it's not you know when it's time to turn it off at night or during the day or whenever it is that they that they're able to do that and that they're not afraid to take care of themselves and that you can some people find that they're actually better able to access their creativity when they're rested and and in a healthy place but i think i think it starts with a mindset yeah most definitely and um one thing that i one thing that i've seen in my experience when you're you're doing some creative work um like people usually see the the end result and it's beautiful and uh it's not always as easy as it seems like usually the creative process and the work that goes into something that uh, might not seem as complicated or very complicated um is actually <laughs> there's a lot of work uh, uh, and that work itself and uh, making sure that everything is perfect can um can have a toll can um make us feel um in a certain way and i, I was wondering if if that might be creating the this idea of a, a tortured artist or something like this um yeah i think that that could be part of it i mean there it is definitely exhaust it can be exhausting to create and to perfect and to work on a on a, a piece or a film or a, whatever it is over and over and over to get it right. So like you said, to, to work, to put so much work into it that it looks effortless, right? Yeah. There's a, um, that c- it can be exhausting, but I, again, going back to that, that athlete paradigm. Okay, great. So you ran a marathon. You really had to push it. You go, go, go. And most people are going to be exhausted after running a marathon. So then you have to go into a period and really recover and really take care of yourself and stop running for a few days or, you know, really feed your body what it needs and really rest and whether, you know, ice yourself or whatever it is, you know, whatever it is you need to take care of yourself. So, um, I mean, I think there have been some, some heroic artists, uh, through the, through the years who have not taken care of themselves. Many of them don't last, right. Many of them, uh, and, and their lives tragically. And, um, so I think that's part of where that comes from, that some of our heroes have, have uh, not been prime examples of health. But I, I believe that it doesn't have to be that way. And, um, you know, that you can still work hard, but I think you can actually work harder when, when, you, have, when you take care of yourself. Exactly. I, I, I have the same perspective, and uh, it's, it's actually... It actually has to do with the fact that uh, usually, thankfully, uh, we get to enjoy a long life. And um, we need to have this uh, perspective of uh, long-term thinking and uh, not just in the moment, in, in the uh, what's going to happen in the next few days or weeks, but we are going to live a bit longer than that and we need to take care of ourselves and um, have a 
a perspective that um, we actually, we are going to be the ones that are going to live a year or two or five or ten from now. And uh, we, are going, we are going to create or we are going to do something uh, in our life. And it's much better if we, we can do that while being healthy, right? Yeah, and I, I've come to a place where I'm not willing to sacrifice my health in the same way that I was, um, yeah. that, that I want to w- be in a healthy work environment. And I don't want to work with jerks anymore. I don't want to work with people who are asking me to do things that are uh, not supportive of my health and sanity. And um, I value myself more and I feel like I've, I've achieved a better sense of balance and health and I, I want to work to preserve that. And so I'm not in a place anymore where I'll take any job uh, just because it's a job, it, I have, I, part of the equation is how does this support my health and happiness and my family mm-hmm. life and everything else. So it's a, a much more balanced perspective. Yeah. And that's beautiful. That's beautiful. And I, I would love for all of us to have that, uh, that perspective to be able to, to choose what, what's for our highest good, what uh, actually supports the values and everything that that we believe in and uh, in that way I, I think we can actually give more and be more efficient in in what we're doing so yeah, I definitely love that absolutely and if I'm not rested and taking care of myself and happy and feeling supported and all that I'm not bringing my best work to, for them like you're saying I just I'm not my best they're not getting a good product either yeah exactly and I, I think this this applies in in many other um, work areas or in most work areas. I think if we can bring our best and we can give our best, then um, I think the the world prospers from that and can enjoy um, the best that we have. And um, I think it's it's a it's a positive. Um, uh, it's a positive upward spiral that uh, that we can create by our own example, like in your case. Um, what I also wanted to to get into is um, if you have some experiences that um, had made you into a more grateful person that that uh, helped you discover gratitude on a deeper level. Well, I think just, you know, being through a lot, <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm, um, yeah. I've, I have, uh, several childhood friends who are not with us anymore, who, you know, haven't yeah. lived as long as I have. And, uh, I am grateful that I'm, I'm still alive and I'm still healthy and that I was able to deal with my mental and physical and emotional challenges uh and survive i mean that's that's a huge thing to be grateful for because i've i've lost a lot of people dear to me and um i'm grateful my parents are still alive and healthy and i have a lot of people who are not not able to say that and certainly with this pandemic uh, it's a huge opportunity to choose uh, how to focus and you know, do I want to 
live in fear and, you know, watch the news and feel the divisiveness. Certainly, you know, in America right now, it's awfully divided and it's a yeah. scary place to be. And there's, you know, it's a with the the election and the the race uh, racial strife and the uh, the health issues and stuff going on. It's it's very easy to get bogged down in fear. So that's a great opportunity for me to to choose gratitude and feel like I'm healthy. My kids are healthy. I have a nice house I can stay in. And even though my kids can't go to school, I can have them go to school here and, you know, in my house. And we have working internet and we have food on the table and we can, you know, you think about even 20 years ago before the, before the internet and before grocery delivery and before Amazon and all that. Um, so this has been a great opportunity to reboot and uh, refresh and and um, find the gratitude there. So and and the fact that I'm I'm back to a profession that I love with a renewed uh, sense of balance and health that I didn't have before. That's that's huge. And then yeah, I can uh, find find uh, additional streams of income and find ways to give back that that I hadn't found before that is, is very gratifying. So, and then there's just the good old gratitude list <laughs> when I, you know, that, that just, that works. And, uh, I'll, you know, I'll do that with my kids, you know, th- tell me three great things that happened today. Right. And, um, sometimes it, you have to reach and say, well, it didn't rain or, you know, the, the mail got to my house on time or whatever it is. But, um, that, that seems to help, help a lot with the habit and, so that's my answer. Yeah. yeah, thank you. Thank you for that. Um by the way, you you mentioned uh gratitude as as a positive habit. Um are other are there other habits um like small daily habits that uh you recommend for for us to to get set up for success in life? Oh yeah, well I'm a habit girl. I think habits are are great and I and um as far as training our ourselves to do things so we don't we don't have to think about it. We take the emotion out of it. You don't have to decide if you want to do it. You just do it. And also making the habit small enough that you can be successful and have a an upward spiral of success. One of the first things I do is every morning I drink a big glass of water. Mm. So because I um first thing I've got a, a good water filter in my bathroom. I I fill it up and I just chug a big glass of, of good filtered water. So I give my it helps me wake up. It I know I've lost fluids during the night, so I'm hydrated. And then I also feel like, okay, I'm off to a good start. I did one healthy thing. No matter what, I'm I'm on a, a winning trajectory today. <laughs> so yeah. um and then um daily exercise has been very helpful for my mental state. And for me, I don't say I'm going to do a half hour exercise or I'm going to run five miles or I'm going to, I, I, I like to see like, I'm going to go to the gym or I'm going to put on my, my shoes or I'm going to turn on my, my exercise bike, but I'm, I don't worry about the results. I just, I'm going to start. And that's, that's my, that's the habit. And so if I start exercising or I put on my shoes today, that's a success. Um, Excellent. so I'm not overwhelmed because if I think I'm going to, I'm going to do an hour of cardio, that sounds very overwhelming. So I don't want to do that, <laughs> but I'll, I'll, I'll put on my shoes. I can do that. I can dress for exercise. Yeah. 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 And the earlier I do that, um, like if, 
if I put my workout clothes on first thing and then I'm already in them, that's one less, one less hurdle. So, um, and then, and then my sleep is very important. Pardon me. Um, and then I, I set a reminders on my phone when it's time to go to bed. So an hour before sleep, my, my phone rings and I, um, it says, you know, turn off all your screens, get ready for bed. And I, I try to really hold to that because I find sleep is a very high priority. So those are some habits that I'd probably start with. Yeah, that's great. That's great. And I, I truly believe in, in them as well. And um, I've seen that it's much more doable if we uh, take small steps and we have small habits rather than, um, I don't know, trying to do something really big, like for instance, with, with gratitude, just saying that I'm going to write, uh, I don't know, 10 things each day that I'm grateful for, for the next 30 days. Um, yeah. It can be really hard to, to do that because life happens, different things might get in the way and we get bogged down and we stop doing it and we we just don't do it at all because mm-hmm. we weren't able to do it at that level and yeah i think it's it's very it's very wise to to start like that and to just take these small steps because from that we can we can grow and we can do how, however many steps we want basically but um just taking those small steps are the uh, the starters yeah and i think when we commit to someone else or we involve someone else in the process it, and have accountability. Uh, it's very helpful because I know I am a lot more loyal to other people than I am to myself. And if I tell someone else I'm going to do something, I will do it. If I tell myself I'll do something, I might, I might not. I'll find ways to talk myself out of it. But if I promise a friend or a coach or a mentor or a spouse or whomever that I'm going to do it, I'm much more likely to do it because I don't want I don't want to embarrass myself and I don't want to let them down. So, yeah, yeah, so that, that's, that's another. Have a friend help, to help you out. Yeah, yeah, definitely. It's, it's much more powerful when we do that. And uh, I, I think it's, it's a great way to, to know how we work so that we, we know how, how to make things work somehow. Yeah. <laughs> Good. So um, what I also wanted to ask you is how can we um, integrate gratitude more in our life? Like, do you have some tips um, on how we can actually turn uh, gratitude into a habit? Well, I think there's a lot of power in questions Mm -hmm. and... um, your brain will answer whatever questions you ask it. So if you ask yourself, what's lousy? What, why does my life stink? Um, why does everybody hate me? Why do, why do I have to deal with this? You know, why is God mad at me? You know, any of those kind of questions, you'll get answers. And they won't be pleasant, but you'll get mm-hmm. your answers. But if you say, what's awesome? Or why am I so lucky? Or what do I have to be grateful for? Or what is so cool about my life that I haven't noticed recently or any of those questions, you'll get answers to those. So it's, uh, 
there's a tremendous power in asking yourself positive questions. So whether that's writing it on a sticky note and putting it on your computer or having autumn reminders that come up on your phone or your calendar or, you know, putting something on your mirror, uh, writing in lipstick or something on your hand or uh, putting a rubber band on your wrist, whatever that is, all of those are uh, valuable ways to remind yourself to ask those questions. And so you can get those answers. And, and a gratitude list is the same, is also the same thing. I and mean, that's asking the question, what do I have to be grateful for? So that's using pen and paper to do so. But reminding yourself of positive questions. And so you could, so you, you have to find the answers. Yeah, I, I think you, you've touched upon something that's really powerful, the power of questions. And it, it's so true. If we ask ourselves, why, why does it, why does this always happen to me? Uh, I don't know. Uh, why is life this way? Why are things so bad? Our brain uh, starts working and it finds answers. And mm-hmm. um, it's usually not something that we like, but it's answering uh, our call. It's a- answering our questions. And um, unfortunately, we we tend to focus more on the things that we uh, we ask about. For instance, if we ask about, uh, like you said, um, what we're grateful for or uh, what opportunities there are in a certain situation or what uh, what are the possible solutions for a certain problem. Our brain will keep working, but in another direction, in a direction that's that's actually healthy and um, useful for us, right? Right, absolutely. Yeah, and um, I, I'm very curious... Um, I'm sure you haven't thought about this, so I know it might take a bit to to think about this. Um, In your experience with uh, all of the actors that you worked with and all of the people in in this business, um, is there a a person who you, um, you think was or is the the most grateful the person who comes to mind for me is tom hanks mm-hmm. um it's, he is just a he's as nice as you think he is um he's really kind and um easy to work with and very hard working and i think because he had of a relatively bumpy road. He, did, he didn't start out a movie star. You know, he had periods of unemployment. Then he did some moderately successful television. And, and then he was unemployed for a while. And then he did some kind of uninspiring movies. And it took a, a long time before he got to mm-hmm. the level of success that he, that he has now. So I think he, he definitely has an appreciation for that and does not take for, that for granted. And is uh, not a person who just shows up and, you know, comes in and doesn't try. I mean, he really uh, puts a lot of effort into it. He's really all in, and uh, he he shows up. He's present. He's and he's just easy to work with. But I think a lot of that comes from an appreciation of not having always been successful. And I think there is something to be said for. 
a lot of artists who really had to pay their dues and really work and earned it. Did not, didn't just get there because they were handsome and somebody said, you should be a star. Um, so having earned that, I, I think that, that he comes to it um, with a grateful heart. I, th- I, think that's, I think that's definitely a piece of it. That's very inspiring, actually. And I think it can be inspiring for, for many of our listeners that, like most of us, might have a bumpy uh, ride and um, might have different challenges and might think that if life isn't perfect and they're, they're having all of these challenges, they, they can't be grateful. But I think... Um, the beautiful part about what you just shared is the fact that uh, precisely because you are having these kinds of um, challenges that you can be a grateful person and appreciate uh, where you are right now, even if you're not a Hollywood star or anything. But uh, I think the the principle applies for, for all of us, isn't it? Yeah. And, you know, one thing that I frequently remind my clients and myself and everyone is that not to derive all of our value and all of our worth from one category of our lives. If we mm-hmm. have a rule for ourselves, I will only be a successful, happy person if my career is going well, that then in periods when the, your career is not going well, you're not a happy person. You're, you, you feel like you have no value. So to find value and worth and happiness and joy and success in other areas, in your relationships, in your contribution, in your, uh, in your personal life, in your hobbies, in your, you know, whatever else there is, just being yourself, uh, you're, you're not putting all your eggs in one basket and you're not completely floored when something happens to whatever that one category is, you know, your, your appearance or your career or your, your relationship, that if you put all of, all of your energy and all of your derived value from that, if something happens to that, then what happens? It all falls apart. So I think that's a trap that a lot of artists get into. A lot of people get into is that if I'm not a working actor, I'm a failure in life. If I, if my, my entrepreneurial venture is not making money right now i'm i'm a failure um so it's a lot a lot easier to feel gratitude and joy when you have a much more rounded uh set of interests and and things that you're contributing your time energy and money to wow this is so wise and so beautiful and so true and i've been <laughs> i've been in um in that situation and it, indeed, it's it's really hard. But um, like like you said, when you have other things going on and you uh, you you create a balance in your life in different areas of life, it's much easier when when one isn't working uh, as great as you hoped. And um, yeah, it it really creates a a, a beautiful balance and. Uh, I just love the way you you've explained it. It's so powerful, and it indeed it makes it easier for us to to feel grateful if we are if we have all all of our eggs in in one basket. It's it's really hard if things aren't going great for us to to find anything to to feel grateful about. Right, and especially with if those are things that are beyond our control. 
Um, yeah. We don't, we don't always have control over these things. And if, exactly. if it's so, um, one way that we can keep some control is by having, you know, spreading ourselves out in a more balanced way, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So I love this idea and I would love to, to end with this because it's, it's really something that uh, I would love for myself and uh, for our audience to, to think about and to, to make sure that um, we have this kind of balance so that if anything happens, we, we are covered and um, that we can still be grateful and uh, happy and enjoy life. So thank you very much for being here with us, Deborah. Let us know how uh, can our audience get in touch with you? Uh, where can they get your album, um, your book? <laughs> yeah, well, the book is The Resilient Actor, How to Kick Ass in the Business Without It Kicking Your Ass. It's available on Amazon and Barnes & Noble. I also have a, an audio book on Audible. And you can learn all about me or contact me through DebraWanger.com. Perfect. Perfect. Again, thank you very much for being here with us and for sharing your, your wisdom and um, your experience with us. Great. Thank you so much. It was a pleasure. As I'm helping people move their businesses online by using my web expertise, I also want you to experience more abundance through gratitude, especially in these troubling times. And I have put all that I know in this step-by-step course to help you go from lack to abundance in seven weeks. Go to georgianbenta.com slash abundance to find out more. That's georgianbenta.com slash abundance. See you there.